everyone. I'm here with Camille Covington. Camille, welcome to the Ward family. Camille, where did life begin for you? Where were you born and where did you grow up? Uh, so I was actually born in Idaho Falls in the same hospital as my mom and my dad. They both grew up in, a, in Shelley, Idaho, which is just a small town outside of Idaho uh, Falls. But shortly after I was born, we moved to Montana because my dad was studying and he got a grant uh, to go to University of Montana. And so pretty much I spent my whole life growing up in Montana, specifically in Helena, Montana. My dad started teaching high school there and then we stayed. He changed jobs, and but we loved Montana. And what was Montana like? I've never actually spent much time. Montana is beautiful. My dad always says, you can take the girl out of Montana, but you can't take Montana out of the girls. Pine trees, and we lived on a mountain. Uh, snow, I mean, the winters were harsh. There were some times before we had four-wheel drive that we had to walk up to our house because our car couldn't make it every once in a while. But yeah, it was great. We did lots of camping, fishing. Yeah, I grew up just loving the outdoors. And do you have any favorite memories kind of growing up there in terms of, you know, it sounds like you did a lot of outdoors activities and that kind of thing, but are there any particular things that stand out in your memory? So when I was really young, we had a trailer and just happy memories camping, you know, and just being on the top bunk with my sister, you know, in the, in the trailer. And then as we got older, my parents got a boat um, I, we swapped out kind of fishing more for water skiing and so just a lot of happy family member memories being out on the lake and it's, it was really bonding and to this day we go back every summer um, not necessarily to Montana we, we congregate in Idaho now but now my kids love that and uh, you know Emily's missed it for two years and she's like I'm not missing the summer vacation and so we're going camping this year uh, just and it's fun go camping and boating and just enjoy each other's company. And when you were growing up, how many kids in your family? So there's five. Uh, so I have four siblings. I have three sisters and a brother. And okay. I'm the second to the you're, oldest. Your second oldest. Got it. As you were growing up, uh, what types of activities or interests did you have at school? Like, did you were you musical or did you so I was dance a gym- or sports or anything like so that? So I was a gymnast. And uh, yeah, it took over my life. So I was pretty much in the gym five days a week you know, three to four hours a day up until I went to college, actually. So most of my life, I started started as dancing. I watched my young, my older sister, and in fact, I got put in the recital that year because I knew the dance as well as anybody that was in the class, but I mirrored everybody, so, I, you know, I, but I was only three at the time, and so, yeah, we started out dancing, but then gymnastics, some some coaches came to town and I tried it out and got asked to be on the team and so from that was about when I was eight I started competing and throughout the Washington Oregon Idaho Hawaii kind of traveled around the northwest region competing I was hoping my dream was uh, to go to BYU and compete collegiately and I started having back problems about my senior year and uh so I quit when I went to college. Now, I, did you do all the events or yeah. only certain ones? I did all the events. Okay. Got so it. I could do a backflip on the balance beam. So. And as you were growing up, were you a member of the church? Were you active in the church growing up? I was. So, um, yeah, my mom was super strong. My dad was not active. He stopped going about when I was born. So my whole life he was not active. But just as a side note, we actually in two weeks are going to the temple in Hawaii and my dad's going. So he's got he's reactivated and um, he'll, he'll be going to the temple for the first time in a long time. And all my siblings are going to be there. So 
we're super excited about them. That's really great. What were those kind of primary and young women's years like for you? Did you enjoy going to church? Did you kind of look forward to that? Or was it kind of a struggle for you? No, I always had a strong testimony and I really enjoyed being in young women. My mom was the young women. She was involved in young women when I was there and uh, just with my sister and had good friends. And so I always had a strong testimony and my, my mom was just, we read scriptures and, you know, we weren't always the model family. I think everybody has their ups and downs, like not perfect about family home evening and different things, but she instilled in me a love for the gospel and a love for the Savior and a desire. I, I served a mission too, so I had a desire to go on a mission, which I went to the Philippines. And in those early years, as you were, you know, kind of forming this testimony, were there, you know, one or two really significant events around that? Or was it just something that, you know, kind of just built, you know, more gradually for you? Yeah, I think it was more of a sun rising type of experience than the light just coming on dramatically. It was just, you know, a lot of little things added up. And so you kind of got through the high school years. You, you said that you had wanted to compete in gymnastics at BYU. That didn't work out, it sounds like, given you know some injuries and that kind of a thing. But did you end up attending BYU? Is that I where did. you went to undergrad? Yep, so I went to BYU and I, I always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And when I went, one of my friends on my hall was taking an accounting class and I started talking to her about that and it sounded interesting and BYU has such an amazing accounting program and so I actually switched gears and so I graduated uh, I went through the accounting program and graduated with my degree and got my CPA license so and that's actually what brought me out to California I got a job um, working for Ernst & Young. You mentioned you went on a mission to the Philippines so where along the way did that happen were you still at BYU or did you graduate and then go yeah. in between that and then working? Or? So I had one more year left my dad thought I should just finish but it actually worked out really great I took most of my core accounting classes and then had a year left of just different electives or you know different classes to finish but it gave me a chance to come back and interview on campus and kind of jump back in and what was the mission like so my mission was um i actually was on visa delay so i was in the mtc for 15 weeks um which was a very long time i was eight weeks uh, learning tagalog which when i first read my call i had never I, w I was sheltered in montana i didn't like fish i didn't like bugs i didn't like heat and so i remember when i first got my call i was like oh my gosh what am i what am i getting into uh and who in the world speaks tagalog because i hadn't even heard of tagalog before but it took a while and i wasn't even sure if i was going to get there because i was in the mtc for 15 weeks and then i went to southern california for another four months actually so I only had 10 months left of my mission and uh and I thought I was going to stay in California but then my mission president called up and said the Lord wants you in the Philippines and so I got to be there for eight months. Having talked to Louisa a little bit about the the Philippines it sounds like there's a heavy concentration of folks who are Catholic there so but familiarity with Christianity so did you find that people were pretty receptive to wanting to learn about the gospel or was it was a great place or? yeah it was a great place to start I mean it was hot but everybody's outside it's so easy to talk to people everybody's so friendly just 
the Filipino people are just so loving and friendly and I just really loved getting to be a part of that culture you know was fun and because they do have a just a Christian foundation it was easier to talk to people and when you think back on your mission are there one or two experiences or individuals that you that you taught while you were there that kind of stand out in your memory one wasn't even getting baptized but we did help a family go to the temple and so we got to go uh, with them and their seven children and see their family be sealed in the temple and that was really rewarding was just watching um, the the dad get reactivated and prepare to go to the temple and to go with his family. You know, that was a really sweet moment. Some other individuals that I, I think just a mission is, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but I also just felt like I, I really was doing something that was eternally worthwhile, you know, just helping somebody and see somebody change their life was pretty was a pretty neat thing to do to realize like you were helping them you know uh, find joy and happiness that they hadn't had before and how did you feel like your own faith and testimony evolved as you were going through your mission so yeah definitely strengthened like I never really questioned what I believed before and so you know there was times when people were questioning me and it did really caused me to pause and think like, why do I believe what I do and do I, you know? And so I thought that was really good just to kind of think, to have that outside perspective and just think through why, why I believe what I do. And, you know, just to be able to, as you're sharing your testimony, to, to fill the spirit, you know, helped to reconfirm my own testimony. And, you know, when you're out, I was on the other side of the world and it was hard. I mean, the first month I was there, you know, it was pretty lonely and culture shock a little bit, but I just remember feeling really strongly that Heavenly Father knew where I was and that it didn't matter whether whether I was in the Philippines or in Montana, like he was aware of me. And so I do feel like I, it really helped strengthen my relationship with with Heavenly Father and the Savior. And so you got back from your mission. Did you know Mark before you left on I, your mission? So or I did didn't. you meet him after Yeah, so I came back in August and I had one year left. Um, so I went back to the counting program and I was, and jumped into interviewing right just a couple months later in November. And so at that point, I didn't know where I wanted to go because there wasn't really a lot of social or career opportunities in Montana. And so I had friends coming out here to California and I thought, well, that's on the West Coast. It'll be easy to, you know, at least to get back and forth to Montana. And so I decided to come out to California. So I accepted my job here and then uh, I actually met Mark in March right before I graduated. Um, I ended up being on one of the folk dance teams. Um, one of the backup teams, which I'd always been a little shy to try out for, but after my mission, I was like, I should just do it. Like, I love dancing. And so I did, and that was fun. I got to be on one of the backup teams. And uh, one of the girls on my team was dating Mark's roommate. And so we went on a blind date, and uh, he was nice, but I was like, I'm leaving for California. Like, I have, you know, my life set up. So we we dated all summer, and he actually packed me up and moved me out to California. And I think he told you he moved me off of Covington Street, which gave him a lot of peace that uh, I would think of him every day. But we got engaged shortly after, and he's a software engineer. So I said, we should just live in California when we get married because it'll be exciting. And we had no idea we would be here for 25 years. 
but wow. we're still here. So you moved out here. It sounds like you were pursuing a career in accounting. Uh-huh. Um, and so how long were you working in that career um, until kids came? And then at that point, did you keep working or did you? Yeah, so I worked three home? years at Ernst & Young. And then it's not super family friendly, right? It's really fun. And we I worked at so many different companies which was so great it was just at the time just hardware software internet companies and just getting exposure to different companies in silicon valley was really fun so i did enjoy that but i decided okay if we're gonna have a family uh, one of my uh, managers had gone to a semiconductor equipment company and so i went over there as a financial planner and analyst and so i worked there for several years so and then we had curtis and emily so it was about about six years, five, six years after we got married. And then we had Curtis and Emily. And I worked part-time from home, but then it got kind of tricky. And so then I decided to um, just be a full-time mom after that. And what was that kind of transition to having kids, like, you know, both when you were working and then when you chose to... Um, be at home. So it was nice that I worked part-time because then I kind of had the best of both worlds. Like I was able to still do my, you know, have a foot in my job, but I was, you know, I was helping create a system to track revenue. And so it was something that I could do from home. And so I was excited. It gave me a little bit of a break, but then I was so excited to be home with my, you know, with my babies. So I thought that was really nice to kind of it eased the transition for me. But then when I was pregnant with Katie, I just thought, you know, it's time. I want to be at home with, with all of them, with, with my kids. I, I know this is true for all parents, including us, right? There's a lot of ups and downs, you know, kind of along the way, right? There's some curveballs right. that, you know, life <laughs> you kind of throws at you that you don't anticipate. Mm-hmm. And so as some of those things have come along in your life, you know, how have you dealt with those? Or, you know, how, how have you felt like maybe... Um, your relationship with God has kind of changed as you've gone through some of those challenges as a parent. Yeah, it's it's interesting things that you don't know, you know, that you'll go through. But I think having a relationship before you get in hard times is helpful because it's a, it's hard to start a relationship when you're <laughs> like when you're all of a sudden having a bad time. But if you have done things, you know, those standard Sunday school answers, like you're saying your prayers regularly, reading the scriptures and keeping a close relationship makes it easier that when you are going through hard times, you can, you know, fall back and you have that, that foundation, I guess, to get you through. And then just the strength of family and friends around me, you know, just being a part of the Quest of Park Ward. I mean, there's so many amazing people that I look up to and that the strength of my testimony and when I'm going through hard times, you know, that I can lean on. And so that's been a great blessing of living in California. I think for me, the greatest blessing is just the people that we've met here that we get a, that I call family. And you've served in a number of different capacities within the church um, in terms of callings. And so what have some of those been and, and what have you taken away from those experiences? Yeah, so I probably my favorite thing is working with the youth, which I have a lot, um, both in the ward. Um, I was in the state young women's presidency for a while. Um, most recently, I was the girls camp director for four years, which combined my love of camping and my love of youth. And so it really was a perfect calling for me. And now I have a new calling actually is the Just Serve coordinator. And I just, I'm super excited and passionate about that actually. Uh, And number one, getting to work with Mark because he's involved in it too. And we haven't really served together. So that's something new for us that I'm really enjoying. And then just there's amazing people in this community who are so passionate and give so much and just 
getting to see all the good that's going on just from different organizations, religious or non-religious, but just to help lift people in this area and throughout the world. I'm just really excited to be involved in that. And so I'm excited. And I'm also a sunbeam teacher, which is fun. So uh, going back to my original dream of teaching, of wanting to be a kindergarten teacher, um, after Katie, when she was in preschool age, I actually opened a preschool. I decided, I was asking some friends what they were doing about preschool and I decided to teach and so I've actually been teaching for the last 15 years. I own a preschool out of my home and uh, and so that's that's been really fun to do and some of my uh, preschoolers are in my Sunbeam class too so <laughs> I get to see them. Is that still something that you're doing now? Yeah. Still an active thing? Oh, yeah. That's great. So I just finished last week so I'm on summer break but then I'll start up again in the fall so which has been really, I don't know, I, I've decided uh, with all the turmoil in the world. Children and missionaries are probably the two most hopeful things that there are. And so I just try to spend a lot of my effort, you know, which has been through my children currently serving missions. I've been able to kind of be a part of missionary work and then uh, just be a part of helping children. And I love mentoring. I mentor uh, a few students, just helping them to get to college. And then I find a lot of joy in that as well. And you mentioned, uh, you know, you have a couple of older kids uh, now. Uh, you've done a lot of work with the youth. And just as you think about your time, both as a parent and also, you know, serving with the youth, are there certain uh, principles or are there certain things that you've really worked to try to instill, you know, in your kids in terms of things that you wanted to make sure that they really knew? Or If you ask my kids, my two mantras, one, every day when they leave, I'd say, be good, do good, you know, because I think just be a good person and do good, you know, for people around you. And I really, I think that sums up life if you are just try to be the best person you can, be a good person and try to do good and help other people. And then my other mantra that I always say is make things happen. And I realize just life's busy. And if there's something important to you, you have to make it happen. Other Things don't just happen on their own. But um, there's just different times when I've like realized and just being sensitive to the spirit too. Like this is an important moment, you know, and I can create, I love creating moments. I think I find joy in creating magic, whether it's with my family, with my preschoolers, just creating moments that that you remember, you know, that is something that I'm passionate about. And so just, I tell my kids, like, if something's important to you, like prioritize your life and, you know, make, make it happen. And at this point, your youngest one is how old again? She just turned 12. She just went into young women and she's a gymnast too. She's <laughs> a file. I took a while to be like, okay, like it's okay to, you know, I wanted her to be well-rounded and she is like, she's playing piano and, but it's been really fun to watch her compete and uh, she brings so much joy to our lives, but she really loves her young, her older siblings and she's excited uh, when they come home. So six more years, give or take, yep. right? And, and you'll be empty nesters. So as you look towards the future, you know, as your kids, you know, kind of get older and, and so on, are there certain things that you're looking forward to doing? Or are there certain things that you're trying to do now such that, 
you know, you, you continue to build on those relationships even once the kids are out of the house. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, especially as a mom. Sometimes you give so much to your kids that you hit this point where you have to redefine yourself, you know, and like, okay, what am I going to do when I grow up, you know? And I've also thought, okay, if there's something that I really feel passionate about, I should start doing it because I'm not getting any younger, you know? But I guess that's where, as I said, I've been excited about serving with Mark and look forward as, you know, as our kids, as we become empty nesters, just to get out and serve, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about education. I mean, I really would love to even go travel around third world countries and just help educate underserved children and families. So I don't know how to do that yet, but, you know, but that is a goal and a dream of mine. I, I love to travel and I love to help other people. So hopefully, hopefully there's something in that, that I, in my future that I can make happen. <laughs> This has been a lot of fun for me, just getting a chance to sit down and get to know you a little bit better and, you know, hopefully help other people in the ward do the same. Thank you so much. And, and also just thank you for everything that you've done, both within our ward, but also you mentioned Girls Camp and some of the, the work that you've done within the state. And so just thank you for all of that service.